Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Shocking news. We might be getting more of Ray's origins in episode nine. Shocking, shocking. Uh, rocket troopers burning out their fuses in episode nine. And your questions help my work day. Collegiate Council starts right now. Who is this beardless host? I do not know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. It's our Star Wars show where we talk about things, you guessed it, all about Star Wars. And I'm very excited about this council today. Uh, first, it's not Matthew Perry, but it is my good buddy, Ken Knapsack, without the beard. How are you, sir? Uh, glad to be here. Remember that old joke? It, yes, it worked about one out of every five times. That I really? Told it, that I told him. I yeah. thought it worked out pretty well. Yeah, you know, it's a, it, it's a, hey, happy, happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's nice is to he, have Are you. we on? Adam, is we this live? thing on? We're good? We're taping? Yeah, I uh, had a tape, I uh, had a shave for a uh, little uh, part in a wanger film. So here you get my, my face as it's intended. I miss you. I feel like we're back at the yeah. improv in 2005. Exactly. <laughs> I want to go sit somewhere else. <laughs> Joining us also, Fifadias, Emma. Fife is here. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am a little thrown off by the by the beardless cat. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen At you. At least a shaving. year or so. Yeah. yeah, I think I did it accidentally. I I really like though that you committed to the role that you were playing oh, in this yeah. Wanger like Gary film. Oldman. That yeah. you decide, yeah. Gary. Yeah. yeah, I am like Gary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't tell. It's, it's like me. a totally different face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like it. Oh, thank you. I do yeah. like it, and thank it does. It, 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 and you're right. It also reminds me of like the Pit Boss days. Yeah, it's like it's like Schmoes 2014. It's yeah. true. Hollywood like Improv it. 2005. Right. Yeah. Well, welcome back. It's nice thank to you. have you. Glad to be here. Um, all right. Well, you're going to talk about movie news, Star Wars movie news first. Not a lot of it because we're getting closer to the episode nine stuff, but there's some episode nine things going on as we approach that December date. Ken. What do you got? All right. This first story is, uh, comes from a, a, a supposed leak. And I looked at John Rocco, our producer. I looked at Christian. I said, I don't do leaks. I don't read leaks. And Christian says, I don't. Don't worry about it. It's not a huge leak. It's actually more of a looking at the Aftermath series and kind of guessing and saying, hey, could we get some more of Ray's origins? And maybe she wasn't bored and bred on Jakku, which we kind of already figured. And anything that this article put out or this leaks put out, uh, it seems as though we've already talked about. She might have something to do with Palpatine or off Jakku, all these cool things. That was the main thing, I think, of this list that was from GQ, I think, that posted this article. And, and Esquire. Esquire, Esquire yeah. excuse me. Esquire mm-hmm. posted this, this article, and I think that they got some... There's like just synopsis 
conferences that official Star Wars stuff was posting, and right. and there was a lot of stuff that we had seen. But one of the things said that um, when she was left by her parents on the planet of Jakku that she was not familiar with, which automatically people went, "Wait a minute!" Mm-hmm. So she wasn't born on Jakku, and I don't think a lot of people thought she was yeah, in the first. I place. don't. Was there? I, I was never under the impression that she was born on Jakku. Like even that first scene where we have the flashback to young Ray oh, in right. Force Awakens, and you see her parents leaving. I they, was a hundred percent under the impression they were leaving her behind, not that they had like been born and bred there. Right. Well, that's, that's what they kind of make reference to in this. And then they tie in a lot of Chuck Wendig stuff from Aftermath mm-hmm. and that Palpatine used Jakku as this overall Sith base and relics and, and it ties in Ray. And that's kind of what we've been speculating mm-hmm. on this show for a while, too. I happen to agree. I think that she's going to be very much tied into the Palpatine thing. I think that we are going to learn her origins a lot more. It's not going to be just filthy junk traders. I think that uh, Kylo Ren was, was lying about that. And I think we're going to find out exactly why. Or maybe he was maybe he was also lied to. Yeah, he um, may honestly not know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, uh, again, I, I'm not surprised that we're going to get more into Ray's origins. I personally liked the idea of her parents truly being nobody and her not really having any connection to any of the bigger stuff because mm-hmm. I like that idea of which, you know, we see in Broom Kid at the end of uh, Last Jedi that any that like she's special just because she's a person just because she's her and she's powerful and you don't have to like be linked into anything in order to like be part of this greater scheme and be a hero but i get the ideal of that for sure i just am so i just like what star wars has always done in the tradition of it you don't have to link it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be obi-wan's kid or luke's daughter but if it ties in an overall story with like a palpatine or along the lines to where you because it was because the difference was because I get your point of where you want someone to be able to stand on their own, and that's what he set up in eight. Right. But that was not set up in seven. Seven no. was set up to where she there was more to totally. It. And I and I and I certainly do not disagree with that statement. And you know, as long as again, it's not so so LinkedIn is like right. she's a descendant of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Sense. If they if they do it in a way that makes sense, I definitely don't hate the Palpatine connection yeah. idea, especially if there is something of oh, you know. Ray is uh, if I would love it if she was actually like the kid of some I don't know third Mm. extra Sith from back. (laughs) I think she was made. I'm telling you, I think she was made. I think think very similar to it. Yeah, because they're talking about tying in. They're talking about tying in stuff from like the the prequels, right? And we never really got a clear cut answer with Anakin whether or not Palpatine created Anakin. Mm. Will we find that out? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we'll find that out in a speech. But to f- one way or another, whether through science or whether through the force or whether something to where she was created, because it also, to me, explains and gets away from that silly notion of how she was just a Mary Sue. Where it goes back into sure. the... It goes, a why, why was she so powerful? Like, And I like the idea that we're going to find out why. I think we are going to find out exactly why she's so powerful in a way it makes sense. I, I feel like... The- so I had a conversation around the time that Force Awakens came out with somebody about um, uh, actually it was with Freddie Prince Jr. And we were talking about um, uh, Ray in Force Awakens. The movie had just come out and we were talking about how 
she's so powerful because she needs to be so powerful in the way that Luke needs to be so powerful in the beginning of the original Star Wars and New Hope because you need to bring balance to the Force. At this point, at the start of Force Awakens, and it was the same thing at the start of New Hope, you basically have the the Sith, the dark side, are are kind of overpowering everything. That's certainly the case in New Hope. And, and in Force Awakens, there's a lot of parallels, obviously. And so you need whoever your sort of emergent Jedi is because, you know, Luke's kind of, we you know, taking a back seat He's just like living off on an island, right. being a grumpy old man. So like Ray ha- being somebody that is force sensitive, like needs to rise to the occasion to like balance out the force totally. with Kylo Ren. For, force sensitive is is one thing, but mm-hmm. like she she picks up the lightsaber really fast. She picks up like the mind control and all that. And like, I'm cool with that. Right. I just want I would mm-hmm. like them to explain this is the reason why. Then I go, absolutely. Because Luke didn't pick it up right away. Luke was force sensitive. Sure. But Luke had problems. He was getting shot up on the in the beginning with the blinders down. He, he wasn't very good with the lightsaber at first. He had problems. Vader beat his ace in uh, Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. Um, so Rey has picked it up quick, and I like that she did. Yeah. But I think that it would make a lot of sense to us. So they said, well, the reason why is maybe she is a descendant of Palpatine. Sure. Maybe she was able to pick these things up. Maybe she was. There's This might... Be the most powerful force user that we've ever seen before, ever heard, even more so than Vader. Fine. But just a little information. Sure. And I think we're going to get that. I, I totally agree. I, yeah. I would be astounded if we did not. Yeah, and what do you think about all this? Uh, it's, it's a lot of interesting theories and ideas. And and uh, I have gone all over the map with the character of Rey going back to the beginning. The idea that she could be Obi-Wan's granddaughter was very interesting to me. Uh, Palpatine, born of the Force. Uh, like you said, to r- counter the Anakin thing. I, I like all that kind of stuff. Uh, being Ray is a test tube baby. I'm fine with that too. Palpatine made her in a lab, maybe from parts from all, uh, uh, you know, uh, all the other great Sith, like you said. Um, I, I just love what happened today. I, I really don't think Kylo's lying. I think he's based mm. basing it off of what he knows, feels, or might have. I don't think he could lie in that moment. They're too intimately connected. So whatever they're feeling at that time might be revealed as the truth from a certain point right. of view at that time. Um, we don't know about Snoke. We don't know what he didn't did or did not say. Well, Palpatine and Snoke maybe did or did not say. And I, I, I would love some of that to happen. And I, I'm pretty confident we're going to get this. I don't think it's going to tie too much directly to some of the other stuff that bring in the aftermath stuff. There's a reason Jakku is so important. I, I hope we get a bit of an answer. But I don't think you're going to see a bunch of connections and ties right. into the other things. Uh, that goes for a lot of things in these films. Well, we're going to find out sooner than later. We're going to get a trailer yeah. probably. You think so? Later. Yeah, I uh, think an so. Updated I mean, one. Yeah. I mean, we got D23, D23. Yeah. coming up in the, at the end of the month. Yeah. At the end of the month. So it's a possibility. There's two things that's going to happen. We're either going to get it. A, a bigger trailer mm-hmm. because sometimes you get a little teaser. Then you get, we only had one trailer so far, and that's mm. been the one that we got at Celebration. That was April. So we have. A few yeah. months later, yeah. we get trailer number two. I think we'll get the international and the bigger trailer mm-hmm. um, around September, October. But they might not. Just, they might just stick right to that and stick to the the, the I, Monday Night Football. I also thing. feel like yeah. too with Star Wars, uh, we don't necessarily need more trailers. I, everybody's going to go see it anyway. <laughs> well, and I always, this is the, this is why I always say because a lot of people say that. Yeah. The only reason I always say the reason why we do need it is because. For us, sure. we're tapped into it. Totally. Yeah, mar- that's fair. The marketing has to come out for, like, my dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he yeah. he doesn't even know there's another Star Wars movie coming out. Like, we all do because we're Star Wars junkies. And, like, the film fan is excited about it. But you need that extra. 
I agree what they should do is take marketing strategies from like what Endgame did. Don't show anything. Mm. Don't give big spoilers on stuff. Yeah, because I, I have to mm. say I went into Endgame being like, I don't know what the plot of this movie is going to be. And that was exciting. That was exciting. because we, And it's still kept in with the marketing because what that will allow you to do, just give me enough of the idea of what the story may or may not be without any major spoilers and say, Oh, yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. We're like two seconds away from this movie. That's why mm-hmm. you have to do it. But, um, but yeah, I understand your point. It's just that everyone gets – we're going to see it. It's the last movie yeah, out of, of the nine movies. But, <laughs> right. but something short, simple, and sweet. Yeah. Ken, do you think we're either getting it a f- football to keep the tra- tradition <laughs> on Monday, and September, October, or are we going to get it at D23? I, I think D23 might be more focused on Mandalorian, but we might get some stuff mm-hmm. uh, out of nine. I think the Monday Night Football or using ABC programming is just a win for them company-wise. Yeah. Um, so it's not as sexy as exciting, but I think that makes some sense where <laughs> D23 – because it's, it's not just Star Wars-focused, as we know. Um, I think Mandalorian is a good time to get that out, too. I think you're right. I think I'd, even hearing myself say it, I probably would go back on it and say the football because of my point that I just made about yeah. like, my dad. Yeah. Like that, you, want, you want people to, to yeah. casual fans to find out about it. It's true. I feel like anybody that's at D23, unless they just are like massive fans of Mickey Mouse and don't care about Star Wars, like they're all going to go they're see there. Star they're, Wars. They're going to see it. And it'll, be, well, it'll be released that day, I'm sure, and then, then, then the word will spread. But, yeah. but because of the way... It works, and the machine works. People will be talking about the next big trailer after that, so why not wait until September, October? And then you get the juices flowing for uh, for Mandalorian because Star Wars Fever mm-hmm. will be, will be yeah. at an all-time high because of you know Episode Nine mm-hmm. closing it all out. When is Triple Force Friday? Look that oh, up. yeah. That, that, that's a good indication. You, you probably want mm-hmm. uh, something additional out for the – Episode nine right. before Triple Force Friday. If you're going to start selling merch, yeah, but I don't necessarily know. Yeah, because um, they usually will drop another trailer where there's you know things in it that they can sell as merchandise. Right. Case in point, October, on the last Force Friday, all I bought was a porg. Yeah, October fourth <laughs> is uh, this Triple Force Friday, which is going to focus on Mandalorian, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and the Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So, yeah, I, around that time. You know, yeah. well, it's a big. Yeah, it's going to be big. Uh, right around that time, you're going to have a lot of stuff going on because of, like you just said, Fallen Order, uh, Mandalorian. When does Resistance? Oh, season start two back come up out? again. Is that next? Is that next year? Around the same time. Yeah. Is it around the same time. Either way, it's a lot yeah, of Star Wars stuff coming out year? end of the year. And this, I think, is a good strategy overall. Mm-hmm. Closing the year out with Star Wars. I mean, for this show, it hurts a little bit because we don't have a lot to talk about right. until the end of it. But uh, but we, when. We can well, talk about your million dollar man Ted DiBiase shirt. We can talk about we the shirt. Talk about that. You know what I mean, though. I mean, like, yeah. we, there's certainly things like with the race stuff and the speculation, things that we can mm-hmm. talk about. Like, but like the big trailers, the episode reviews, the you know the the things that we're gonna get leading up until the end. Like, we're gonna have because if it is week to week, we're gonna talk about the Mandalorian on this show every day. We're gonna talk about we're gonna speculate yeah. about what's coming up next. <laughs> we're gonna see like, oh my god, can you believe that happened? What does that mean for the larger of the universe? There's so much more that we're gonna be able to talk about once yeah. this stuff happens, and then once the movie comes out and the trailers come out. And that, at the end of the year yeah. of what what Lucasfilm is now doing, getting away from what they did with the solo stuff and put it in May, by going and capturing that fall, I think it's a smart place for Star Wars to own. And they're not competing mm-hmm. with the Avengers anymore. Right. Like Solo was competing with the Infinity War, which yeah, is yeah. madness when you think about it. It's crazy. So anyway, so uh, do you guys like the fact that, we're, that Star Wars has taken over the fall again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I feel like... It- that's now where Star Wars falls in... in no pun intended. To, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, it used to be, what, like a... I want to say... Because, like, when I was seeing the prequels as a kid, they May. came out in, like, May, yeah? Yeah, May, yeah. So, but... 
since the new sort of generation of Star Wars, since the yeah. Disney era, it's always been the fall, and I'm excited to see them kick into full gear. Yeah, yeah. A blockbuster movie making and and releasing uh, uh, those movies has changed. Just uh, just like now we get things in February we want to see. Yeah. Which, that was junk pile season right. for a long time, January February. So it's stretched out, and it just makes sense to have this side. Which again, another thing working at Solo, we we know that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I love gearing up. Yeah. The leaves change colors in Star Wars Resistance. And apparently Resistance Season 2 is also starting in the fall. Yeah. So it so, truly oh, is and, just... Oh, and Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. And Clone Wars. I, is, does Clone Wars start this year? Yeah. I thought it was going to start until next year for I'm some reason. I'm pretty sure it, Clone Wars is going to hmm, launch I'm with I'm so hyped with on Disney Clone Wars. Also, yeah. <laughs> don't we get, the, don't we get the, the, the last season? It might be early 2020. Yeah. Now, but uh, Originally, it was supposed to be October. Yeah. I originally, think, I, was, I, I definitely think you're right. I... I but, that, but now that was can service. We, John, you might, can we look that up to see if Clone yeah. Wars? Because now I, the service doesn't even launch till November, right? So. Right, because originally right, when, right, when right. they announced that, that it was coming back, they announced mm-hmm. that it was coming back in October, and then the, the series is yeah. the thing is launched till November. And maybe they don't want to compete with Mandalorian, but they're not really competing with it. It's just more Star Wars mm-hmm. material. Yeah. So I just thought that they were, because they, didn't they show, but they showed, they showed a lot of stuff at, at Celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Clone Wars panel. Absolutely. Yeah, they did. They showed a yeah. lot of information. What you got, Johnny? Okay. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. So, so it is also in the fall. So wow. if that what report, John, the John just said, is correct. <laughs> yeah, so if John just said that uh, it, it's supposed to debut the same drop, same day as Disney Plus. So if that's the case. Clone Wars, Resistance, yeah, Mandalorian, and Episode Nine. Yeah, it's a big fall. Totally, we're gonna have a lot to a lot talk about. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's next, Ken? Anything? Uh, yeah, we got a. We've been focusing on those Sith troopers. Everyone loves uh, uh, evil red character, but uh, how about uh, the rocket troopers? Uh, they've been in the trailer. They've been around. Yeah. We've known about them. There's also the uh, uh, little speeders they ride that were on display. The Belgian chapter of uh, 501st made them there for a Lucasfilm. Uh, but now uh, uh, Lego leaks, man. It's always Lego leaks. <laughs> Lego leaks. Marvel, Star Wars, all the stuff they do. We don't have an actual shot, though. Let's uh, let's be fair. Uh, it, but it's a concept that's kind of emerged from... Read it as a possible design for the Rocket Troopers. We know the Rocket Troopers have been in the Compo Dammer comic, um, Battlefront 2, 1. In fact, any video game. Rocket yeah. Troopers like the first thing you get. Jump Troopers! I love flying! Uh, we've seen them some of the animated stuff. I, I, I don't necessarily enjoy them because I'm not good with them on games, so that uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a heavy class trooper. Um, what do you guys think about Rocket Troopers in 9, finally seeing stormtroopers flying about? I like them just because they remind me of the clones, because the clones yeah. all had their jetpacks. So yeah. that's that's my feeling about them. I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun, and I don't think they're going to have a significant role, but it's one of those yeah. things like, oh, look, there's a Rocket Trooper. Oh, they're yeah, flying, yeah. yay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, huge. I think that you get that in... Every Star Wars movie, there's something brand new. Whether it's the um, what was in Rogue One, it was the the well, short troopers and yeah, the, tank, troopers. the tank commanders. Yeah, yeah. What was the, what were the ones that the the death troopers? Death troopers, mm-hmm. the yeah. death troopers. So there's always fun new troopers that we get all the time. So mm-hmm. these ones they're flying and they're cousins of the Rocketeer. I like. <laughs> all right, so now we're gonna move on over. That's everything in the world of, of movie news. Yep. Now it's time for us to talk about what's the deal with Cannon. So this is everything that happens in the world of Star Wars that connects to the movies, the video games, the whatever it is, comics, novels, TV shows. We'll talk about it. Ken, anything new going on? Uh, we've got a new comic series coming out, Star Wars Allegiance, a okay. comic miniseries from Marvel. Yeah, writer Ethan Sachs, artist Luke Ross. 
Uh, it hits the shelves this October. Uh, before parts with each of the covers being one-fourth of the banner revealed at Comic-Con. Oh. And uh, this series is going to, we're going to see uh, Rose and uh, uh, Ray. Look at that, Ray fighting some sort of beast there. Uh, obviously, Leia we see from here. Um, uh, dealing with some, some of the storylines. Uh, uh, oh, Finn and BB-8. We got some of that too as well. Dealing with some of the storylines from this time frame, uh, it's part of the journey to Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. How do you feel? We, we're not surprised that we're going to get answers in comics and books. It's always been the case. Um, but these are some potentially big answers in, in these comics. I like this. I like this because this is this to me is one of those things you find out a little bit more, and it reminds me of say Catalyst. You know, right. mm-hmm. Cat- Catalyst to me that book is the most satisfying. Uh, book that I've ever read in regards to connecting. Yeah, because it does. It provides a lot more context for Rogue One. You just know from the second Ben Mendelsohn shows up, you know his history with that family. You know everything that he's been through. And that type of stuff, I think when we get where Ray and what the crew has been doing since episode eight, this is going to fill in a lot of stuff because it was very dreary. Yes. Well, and they've also made it very clear, like at the panel at Celebration and in all of the, you know, conversations, interviews, and whatnot that's happened since then, that there is a, there, some, some time has passed right. in between like the end, year, think, mm-hmm, yeah. in between the end of Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So it's fun to fill in those stories. I mean, they've, they've done stuff like this with the comics before of, you know, the time in between yeah. the end of New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, right. where you had another, like, what was it? I think like a two, I think two I think year time I period. The first one, I think, was like, yeah, two years. Yeah. Wasn't it, Ken? What's between New Hope and Empire? Yeah. I think so. It's either two, two, two or three, three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah. so I I, and and one of the things that I I think that particularly in sort of Star Wars new canon that they have done extremely well is balance that whole thing of, okay, well, here's all this other material that you can watch and you can enjoy and it enhances your enjoyment of the film, but it's not necessary in order to enjoy the film. You films. won't be lost. Yeah. You won't be lost. No. Right. It's like not like my, when my mother-in-law tries to watch the new Spider-Man movie, and yet she hasn't seen Endgame. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Who's that? Why is everyone older? Your mom's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, didn't no, remember no. she was in Spider Man? She, she did. That was yep. that was amazing. Okay. Anyway, uh, but this I'll tell you this series itself. I, I've been I've kind of fallen off a little bit from the comics, but. I'm intrigued to read this because of what you just said, Ken, because it, it, it will feel like a catalyst situation to me. And when does this come out, this one? October. 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 Ooh, I wonder if simply based on my understanding of how things are go timeline-wise uh, with the introduction of Batu mm-hmm. and obviously Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, if we'll see Hondo show up in these comics because he very is possible, very yeah. much I, supposed to be part of we've it. We've talked about that. Yeah. I think Hondo could appear in episode nine. Because oh, I, I'd be so happy. It would make, but it would make sense because totally. think about the people that go to the theme park. Yeah, now they go, they walk in, and they see that animatronic. We all know what it of is, of course. But a lot of people that don't watch Clone Wars or Rebels are going to go, "Who's that?" Yeah. And now everyone will know who he is if yeah. they put him in nine. It would be, an, and it'll be a grand. The, think about the applause from the hardcore Star Wars fans if he pops up in Episode Nine. Oh my Why god! Wouldn't Why couldn't he? Um, can any chance you think Honda's going to appear in nine? Less than two percent. Less than two. Less than two percent. I'll go over thirty. I just don't think he factors in. I just unless he's uh, in the cold opening because they need to get the Falcon back from Batu. Yeah, you know, that would be enough for me. That'd be enough. Can you see him and Poe working together? I could totally (laughs) see it. I love the character of Hondo. I uh, 
I love uh, the original version of Hondo when he was kind of a mean pirate yes. and became kind of a, yeah, a jokey uncle yeah. at a barbecue. But I like both versions <laughs> just aged. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. But yeah, yeah. it was a bit more yeah. of a badass in the beginning. But yes, still, definitely. Again, I just think it all comes down to the fact that. J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio are like, what now, a Honda? No, I drive a Benz. But <laughs> like, that's, see, normally I think that you're right. But because of the theme park and mm-hmm. what is happening, I'm sure he was clued in. And they said, hey, we have this guy over in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. We, need, we, we would love for you to fit him in somehow. Here's the character itself. Do you think this could work? And then if, unless he thinks the character just doesn't work, sure. then it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So that's everything in canon already? Or we no, no. Thing? We got a couple things oh, here. Uh, we got some concept uh, stuff. Uh, Force Awakens, kind of time back in the film. So Force Awakens concept art uh, has been uh, kind of ma- making, a, a, making its rounds here. Uh, talking uh, Doug Chang, actually, who, of course, oh. has been Lucasfilm for a long time now, uh, tweeted out uh, some stuff about uh, the... Vader Immortal? That's, that's from Vader Immortal. Yeah. We, we can do that, too. You want to do that? Stat- Adam, you like that story? Yeah. Vader yeah. Immortal? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, we're getting more and more about this character, Black Bishop. I still haven't played this game. The Black Bishop is awesome. Is this the character? Yeah. That's the Black Bishop? Yeah. Why has he got a mask on? You gotta watch. You gotta play the Why game. Why does he look like uh, uh, Edward Norton in Kingdom of Heaven? <laughs> you gotta play the game, and he sounds cool. Sounds cool. Do Shit. his voice right now. Uh, no, but um, do his voice right I, now. I, just, no. Why won't you do his voice? Because I don't want. Because <laughs> he doesn't wanna. sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's really the one impression Christian's got on lock. I'm locked. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Uh, anyway, so uh, the Black Bishop. All the other reason why is because yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of deeper like that. But, oh. I, but I can't. Mm. Great. But I but I don't remember. Yeah. So I just remember thinking, oh, he sounds cool. So all right, this is going back to this. This is uh, this is uh, from Doug Chang. Uh, he uh, of course Lucasfilm, uh, uh, just uh, vice president of coolness. Motivation. He got a celebration. Yeah, executive yeah. director for Lucasfilm. Did a lot of designs in episode one. He put on his Instagram page uh, concept art of yeah. the second Death Star coming out of that's the sands of Jakku. This is pretty wild. This is pretty wild. I love this stuff. Uh, a lot of these art of Star Wars books and concept art stuff gives you clues of what they were thinking, what they might still do, mm-hmm. what could have been. Uh, wait. <laughs> I just saw the that, first, too. The first comment. Oh, That's my hilarious. God. That's hilarious. Uh, you that guys just, like, you guys I, thought, I was going to say, that just encapsulates That's Star Wars internet. fandom on the Internet, which is... Oh. People just immediately have to come in and be like, this would be terrible. And if you go to Star Wars Celebration, you know yeah. that it's like Star Wars fans are not like that. Like, this is just... I think you can see it over. It's, it's, Yuck, this yeah. would have been shite. But immediately, <laughs> immediately funny. then followed by somebody else saying, so cool, Doug. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's a cool concept in general. Yeah, it is. It's super rad. I actually, I probably would have preferred that more than Scott, uh, the, the base. The, Starkiller base. Mm, base. Yeah. Um, Turning a whole planet into a thing. I mean, yeah. you got to... How does it? I, I guess yeah. Anyways, either way, yeah, the, the point are- the point that everyone's kind of talking about here is that they've been messing around with the with the fact that Death Star Two comes back one way or another, and then we see it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. We, we see the remnants of it in the trailer, and they're going to explore it. And I still think whether it is actual Endor, I don't think it's the moon of Endor. I think it's actual Endor that it crashes on, which would be cool. I want to see what actual. Yeah, Endor looks I like. want to go to actual Endor yeah. too. That would yeah. make me What's very happy. Like? And, yeah. people, and I think there's still some people who are confused and don't realize that we've never been to Endor Correct. before. We've only been on the moon of 
Airbender. Yeah. Um, so we actually get to go on to Endor to find out that's where all the pieces crashed. Mm-hmm. Be very interesting. Or we go to the moon again, and this time we see Ewoks again. I, I, yeah. yeah. You see, I, want, I, I wouldn't mind listen, saying... I need Ewoks back in Star Wars. I'm, I'm going to just make that statement right now. I don't want them to be involved in the plot, but, sure. I, but I wouldn't mind a, oh, yeah. a couple of them jumping around. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, we yeah. have to go get a relic, uh, you know. But again, I keep talking about Chief Wicket or uh, what's it, Princess Kinesa, which is uh, Chief Chirpa's daughter, yeah. which, uh, which is canon now. She's canon. Uh, you know, I'll give, make her the chief. I, I don't care. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, I don't know. Maybe they go by. Maybe they have to go get a key to a hallway <laughs> that takes them to the death Star two uh, throne room damage. I don't. I don't know. You, you know Either way, know. though, we know that the Death Star itself. It, but mm-hmm. you know what? I don't understand though. Even mm-hmm. this concept art. Didn't the entire Death Star blow up? It, it blew part? up. Yeah. The whole thing blew up. So how how could they? How it, could, this is for a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Is what he says there. Oh, I see. Death Star oh, two yeah, rising out of, of the like Ray having a vision yeah. of the Death Star rising out from underneath the sands of Jakku. You know? Oh, I like mean? that. That's cool though. Uh, right, so right. Before <laughs> some wild concepts. Before we had a script, which is why I love. I love concept art. I love, yeah. I love the, and those books. I cannot recommend those books enough. They're so fun. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that's, that's a lot of fun. And to spe- let the speculation continue. I think a yeah. lot of people think that Death Star, well, I think that, that's, that's where they're going to get the information or at least tie in and somehow what, where mm-hmm. Palpatine was, how he came back, if yeah. he came back at all. Um, that, that's how they're going to tie this entire thing together. So yeah. interesting that they flash that. I think it's kind of like a fun little tease. Yep. Uh, is that everything? Uh, a couple of stories we had more left. Uh, we got the real reason Darth Vader was on the Death Star. This is a lot of it's tied into uh, Thrawn Trees, which I haven't even uh, actually got a copy of I have yet. it for you. I okay, good I stuff. Uh, I haven't got a copy yet. Uh, and uh, the comics and, and, and part of the new canon of, of the tension between uh, Vader and the rest of the Empire. And, and uh, I like actually like, like that shot from Sit There. He's just like, no, yeah. no on the Death Star. Um, so uh, I heard a lot of good things about Thrawn Treason. The first two books were good for me, good, good, good. Yeah. But nice to see Thrawn uh, Zahn take Thrawn home. This is the third one, right? Yeah, this yeah. is the third one. Uh, I don't think they're. I mean, I thought it was billed as a trilogy, but eh, maybe I'm wrong. Things change. Things change. I think Zahn would just want to keep going. Uh, with Ron. So, uh, final story too. This jumps back to films, but it's kind of not direct film news, just kind of additional kind of canon. Uh, this has been making the rounds. Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford's first ever Star Wars screen oh, test. Yeah. This is where they met for it's, the first time. They met on the set. Good old is, audition process. If you haven't watched this, I highly, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. I love watching early screen tests. Like, I remember, I can't remember what talk show she was on, but years ago, I remember Carrie Fisher going on a talk show and them showing her first screen test for yeah. Star Wars. And she's so cute and vibrant. And she basically is like, oh, man, I totally mm-hmm. see why they cast me. I'm yeah. awesome. And, uh, and that was very much the feeling I got watching this screen test yeah. is you just see this immediate chemistry between Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. They're so good. It's an extended scene that is that ends up not being in the film where basically it's right after the destruction of Alderaan. Okay. And they have a much longer conversation about like, where could a planet have gone? How could this have possibly happened? And they're saying all these like weird Star Wars words. And it, it's just, it's really delightful. And this was before Harrison was actually cast, wasn't it? Yeah. Because he was just reading with everybody. They were, yeah, yeah. George had no intention of casting him. He wanted unknowns and he'd already been uh, well, in American Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, it, no, that wasn't. That was. Yeah. He wanted more unknowns for. He wanted unknowns in general, but he wanted right. more unknowns for. Or not an unknown, but he didn't want Harrison for um, Indiana Jones. Right. 
But for this one, I thought it was more because he was like, oh, yeah, he was in graffiti. But who's that? The carpenter guy? He yeah, let yeah. him come in and, and yeah. read. He's he not right for solo. And it worked. It worked. Yeah, those those uh, early screen tests are, are, are featured prominently in the Empire of Dreams documentary, which is great. Um, yeah, William Catt, Kurt Russell, P- uh, Perry, uh, yeah. was Perry King, who voiced solo in the, in the uh, radio plays. Uh, Terry Nunn uh, was uh, of oh, wow. later Berlin was in there as well. Terry Nunn, not the boxer. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Take my breath away. I think. Uh, I think. You know, it's funny too. Oh, Obviously, they, Han Solo is Harrison Ford, right? Oh uh, yeah. Kurt Russell would have been interesting. Kurt Russell Girl. would have been Kurt of all the ones we've uh, the uh, Christopher Walk and all these no, other ones that pop God. up. Yeah. Russell, especially Kurt, in the seventies, I think it could have worked. Kurt yeah. Russell could have worked. Um, I, like he, I don't know if he would have been able to pull off, you know, what Hans, what Harrison Ford did, but Kurt, Kurt Russell could have worked. Yeah, of all, yeah, you're right. I never really, really stopped to think of him. William he's Cat, got that. Uh, he's got that same thing that, that he's Harrison got, Ford. He's got, yeah. that, he's got that cockiness. He's got the charming thing. Yeah, he's, he can crack the jokes. He can make the smirks. Yeah. Um, it, 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 Kurt Russell would have been interesting, but I'm, I'm glad that they got Harrison. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That's right. it for that's Chad, everything. and okay, we're going to take some questions. Now it's time to talk to you guys, and it's pretty simple. From the second you see this show until next week's show, all you have to do is hashtag Collider Jedi Council. Mr. John Roker goes through them. He takes some of the questions, and we answer them here on this their show. So, Ken, what do we got? What do we got? We got Jeremiah Alin at J from Nowhere. Not Ray. Hey, just finished watching Rebels, and the world between world was... Not my favorite thing ever. Do you think it's been established to explain Palpatine's return in Episode Nine, whether explicit or elusive? And how would you feel if it was? World Between Worlds featured prominently in the final season of Rebels, where Soko was saved. Well, he's asking if they're going to bring it back for an Episode Nine. Do you nine? think it was st- yeah, if he was established to explain yeah. Palpatine's return in Nine? And, um, and, and, no, because no. Of what we were just talking about before, we just yeah. say it's, it's too uh, say inside baseball for Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. So where we would, it's, it's very similar to when I turned to you at uh, Solo and uh, and when. Maul came back and I said this is going to confuse a lot of people yes and, yeah. I was just talking with somebody about that about yeah. how if you have not if you haven't watched Clone Wars or read any of those Darth Maul comics like you're like wait what how did he, I mean you have to you have to be told by somebody else that hey he really came back and here's what happened and that's way less confusing than the world between worlds because yeah. I think that even as somebody who's a huge fan of the world between worlds but part of the thing that I enjoy about it is that we don't fully understand right. it and there is so much really interesting discourse around and there's it there's build up around it yeah. and there's a lot of history that you have to watch throughout the, the season that finally gets it I I love that episode. Yeah. I love what they did there, and I love the explanation for it because people, mm-hmm. people that that don't like it normally, they forget. I think that we're talking about space and space time continuum and all yeah. these things. Like space doesn't work the way it works on planets. It, <laughs> it works space and time and things. It, excuse me, time doesn't work the way it does on on planets. And the way that they used that particular vehicle, I thought, was done very well. Yeah. And it it was more science fictiony than I think a lot of Star Wars fans are used to. Mm-hmm. But it takes place in space. Yeah. And so I always like that element, but I don't think they're going to do that for nine. Yeah. And it, and it certainly, in my opinion, because part of the question was, do you think it's been established to explain Al- Palpatine's return in episode nine? And the answer is absolutely not. Um, I think that it was something that Filoni came up with specifically for the Star Wars stories that he tells. And do I think we'll see it come back down the road in some of the television stuff? Absolutely. Right. But it's not going to factor into episode nine. I And if it did, again, and you know, you brought it up, Christian, perfectly, like, I'd love it because right. it's very inside baseball, but 
people would be so confused they'd never do it. They would. We just have to. We'd have to like tell all of the non-casual fans, like, or we just go right over yeah. people's heads. But can yeah. any chance in hell? No, I think it's no, uh, no chance in hell. Um, better chance that Hondo comes back. Better chance that Hondo comes back. Mm-hmm. This, uh, to, to, and it's a great question from Jeremiah, and I, I love Jeremiah's honesty. It's, eh, not my favorite thing yeah. ever. I love that episode, but it's it's high concept yeah. uh, <laughs> sci-fi stuff. George loves that stuff. Mortis, the Mortis arc, all that everything. Uh, but I, I think Filoni has a, an interest in crew. God bless you, oh, sir. That's serious. <laughs> I would also oh, like wow. to point out that uh, when we mentioned John Roca, he raised his hand, even though he's not on camera. No, no one yeah. can see it. Yeah. Well, Dorian's sitting over there. Maybe he thought uh, <laughs> that we were calling on Dorian. Right. Anyways, I, I think uh, Filoni has a, a habit slash interest in dropping little things into canon and going yeah. there, deal with it. Uh, and, and remember, and I think this is one of them. Yes, and Filoni's going to have a lot of room to play with the Mandalorian. Yes. Um, Filoni, I do not be surprised if we are going to see a lot of things that tie into mm-hmm. stuff that he did, whether it's in Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, concepts, characters. We're going to see stuff that, that plays in for sure because him and uh, Favreau are on such the same page right now. Mm-hmm. And. The, Filoni and Favreau, the way Favreau kind of looks at Filoni is like this, the Star Wars guru and the conversation that they have to where, you know, Filoni could pitch things and Favreau, who maybe doesn't know a lot of stuff that's going on mm-hmm. in some of the canon, would be open for it because he is a huge Star Wars fan and wants to learn more. We know about how much, look how much they spent, like just even, I mean, the, the, there's a reason why we're doing The Mandalorian. They love The Mandalorian culture. Yeah. I and mean, they spent a lot of time doing it in Rebels. They spent a lot of time in um, in Clone Wars. So, it, it'll be exciting to see a lot of these things kind of return inside of the live action mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Ken, what's next? Next question. Gerald Clark at Geza Clark says, what if Kylo Ren is right and all the past should die? Jedi, Sith, etc. The scenes we see are Kylo destroying the First Order, Knights of Ren, etc. But will Rey do the same with the Resistance? What do you think makes sense bringing balance? So what if Kylo was right? I mean, last, the point of Last Jedi was to t- say that Kylo was wrong. Sure. You, you should not let the past. I should learn from it, grow from it, uh, and not just destroy it all um, and be burned by it. But uh, let's play along with the question here. What if he's right and should die? Would Ray do the same? I can't see Ray doing that I at can't all. Either, no, no. no and, I, and I love the concept of, yes, let's destroy. Like, I, I always like that angle with, with bad guys of basically this, this sort of nice moral gray area right. of, well, they have a point of, of, you know, from their perspective, everything is terrible. So they're like, we need to just obliterate everything and start again from scratch. And that's how we're going to get a better world. But Ray uh, is not going to go down that no, path. <laughs> if, if Ray was going to go dark side, it would have happened in eight. Yeah. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's not going to happen to where they're going to have the protagonist of the whole series go dark at the end of this thing. I just I can't see that happening. But no, no. I, we've been very uh, vocal about it. We'll stay vocal about it. Uh, we both believe that they're going to turn Kylo good at the end, which to me is just the same thing we've seen a billion times. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, I, I will yawn in the theater when it happens, but I'm, I'm bracing myself for it. They're just kind of setting it up right now, kind of teeing it up, get, get, get ready for it. Cause they're going to pitch him as super bad for the entire thing. And then something will happen at the very end and he'll, he'll turn good. I just want him to be like, to do something sort of good in the end, but be like, I'm past the point of redeeming. Just go out bad. Yeah. yeah just go out bad. Yeah. Right? Not even, don't even do anything good. Just yeah, go out just, bad. Just go, go out as a bad guy. You already, you, you, you tried to, you, you killed your father. You 
almost killed your mother, but you decided yeah. not to. You ch- took a lot of shots at your uncle and would have killed him if he wasn't if he yeah. was there. Yeah, uh, you, you, it, it's over. Yeah, it's I, I'm, I, 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 I it's, you know no matter what you're going to be able to do at the very end, I'm, I'm not even if you save Ray in some fit of heroism at the end, I'm, you, you're dead to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're dead to me, dead Kylo to Ren. Me. Yes, you're dead. <laughs> so anyway, what's you're uh, done. You're uh, done. Let, done? Let's do final a, question. Yeah, final question. Jedi Paul three one six. Jedi Paul three one six. Could Shmi Skywalker have ties to Palpatine or someone from the dark side? I've been wondering about her backstory leading up to Anakin. Is it really a Skywalker family at all prior to all of this? How did she get the last name if Thrawn uses it to describe skills? So this is one of the things they're introducing is the Chiss refer to Force users, uh, I guess Skywalkers uh, or something like that. Is that tie-in episode yeah. 9, I wonder, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are speculating. I... I I haven't again. Haven't haven't started Thrawn Treason to finish the series, but it was touched upon in the last one a lot. So as far as Shmi's backstory, uh, it's tied to Palpatine. I I don't know. I, I don't think so. I've, I I love the, the uh, something happened. You know, yeah. something happened. Right. Plagueis, Plagueis, Palpatine doesn't matter. Something happened, and I, I don't know if we'll ever get that answer though. Hmm. We might. We might. I don't think she's tied into as many just kind of innocent bystander, but yeah, who you know, I think it's uh, it. I think we we might get some more information if they are going to link in all this Palpatine yeah, stuff. Because I feel like too, you know, the whole idea of we're kind of concluding all right. of the films up right. to this point. I. I feel like there certainly has to be some sort of mention of her, so maybe we will get a better understanding of, like, why her? Why was she the one that was, like, chosen to be the mother of the chosen one, effectively? Right. yeah. So I, I, I don't know that it is Palpatine specifically, but Palpatine, Plagueis, as you say, Ken, may have had, like, a hand in selecting her. Well, they make a reference in it from, you know, episode three. To, it's the fact that you can manipulate... Mm-hmm. Midichlorians into life. I don't think you're going to hear reference of the Midichlorians, um, right? But I think that we we will hear something about it. I said I'm I'm pretty confident. I don't think Plagueis will be in the movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if they finally kind of tie back mm-hmm. into it and at least mention him in this movie. I hope so. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's uh. I I think it's a good possibility that they that they mention Shmi's involvement, but I don't think it's anything much past that, that she was just kind of chosen yeah. by mm-hmm. Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That's the That's show it. here, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Collider Jedi Council. I'd like to thank the council first. Emma Fife, where can they find you? You can find me all over the internet where Eva, er, Emma Fife's are sold at my name, Emma Fife, doing stuff, tweeting about it, Instagramming about it. Just come on over to my social media. You'll see. Ken Apsock, where do they get that book? Uh, at Ken Apsock, go to KenAppsock.com for inf- information on where to buy the book, Why We Love Star Wars. But you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Target.com, IndieBound, a lot of spots, and August 24th, I'll be in my hometown of Royal Grande, California at the Clark Center for Performing Arts uh, hosting a screening of Episode 4, uh, A New Hope. Uh, books will be for sale there, and you can go to CentralCoastFilmSociety.org for more information. I'll see you in my hometown, kids. 
And for me, we're gonna we're doing a lot of shows here. We have the New York Schmodown. That's right, August thirty first. The New York Schmodown, August thirty first. Please come out and get those tickets. We already have about four hundred tickets so far. Maybe seventy five left, I think. So make sure you get those tickets at the Schmodown Live. Dot com August 31st and September we're going to Arizona do you live in the Arizona area come out we set the wild berries on that card and our main event will be William Bibiani versus Chance Ellison and lastly Orlando that will happen in October make sure you come and check that out Orlando we will be there on October 19th at SchmodownLive.com thank you to everybody here Emma Fife, Ken Knapsack for all you guys may the force be with you always Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.